This morning after waking up, I was laying in bed and watching a YouTube video on uh, my iPad. And it was uh, regarding a woman who is sailing around the world. And uh, she's quite fascinating to see what she does. And while she was talking, I realized that she used a pattern that I have overlooked for years, but which is very commonly used in conversation. So I wanted to let you know about that and to um, um, what to suggest that you might also begin to use it to increase your repertoire of patterns that you use to naturally speak. Uh, we all know that there's a very common adverb from now on, from now, you know, from now on, I'm not going to talk to her. Uh, from now, I just can't do it. This is a very common adverb. And what caught my attention when I was listening to this woman speak was this pattern which I'm going to show you. It is the same as after how long in a question. After how long will he be here? How long from now will he be here? How long will he be here from now? These are all the same. Once again, with patterns, the question is not important. It's the pattern that is important because they're used over and over again. And depending on the situation, this will change the question. But the patterns never change. So what that does is it actually adds five ways that you can say after how long. When I first wrote uh, you know, began this um, trip I've been on for years in um, teaching patterns. The first two that I taught the most in this was after how long will she go? In how long will he be here? Then I realized later on that this also is used. How long will it be before she's here? Instead of a question, a sentence is used all the time. Now I've added these other two. How long from now will she get better? How long will she get better from now? These all five are used in conversation. If you find yourself as a student only using this one and this one, then you should try to break your habit a bit because obviously you feel too comfortable using these, and expand your repertoire of these patterns which make you sound good. And the more you use them, the more you'll be hearing native speakers use them. You know, native speakers are probably, just like me, had always been using these patterns, and I never realized, gosh, that's used a lot. So, uh, let me get to... So I incorporated that now in on my website. Um, 
on my website, this group of patterns is actually found in hour 17. And um, when I teach time, and I usually do it in a very quick hour, uh, I review the patterns. And all of these patterns I teach in one hour. Obviously, the student will not become prolific in them within an hour, but as we study, and as you know, I have a lot of review sections, we review them and they can become comfortable with using them at that time. But initially, you have to give the students, or it's good, I feel, to give the students an overview of how questions of time are generally asked and what they can expect from the native speaker. Now, if you know another language, for example, I know a bit of Korean when I taught my um, niece, and if I go to hour 17, these are some PDFs that I used during the class of in hour 17. But every language has these time-referenced questions. And in English, this is the way it's done. And so I teach them all at once. First, they recognize these patterns in their own languages, and they realize that they use them a lot. And then they reference simply the same pattern in English. It's very, very simple. So once again, in all of the printouts that I have in our 17 now, which are found in the introductory um, video here, which references, I have the addition of the two new patterns that I just realized are used a lot, but I had completely overlooked for years right here. So um, I hope that you uh, find this helpful. It's, um, I was pleasantly surprised to find a pattern that I really didn't um, realize was used so much. Thank you.